God wants wants you to do something um, amazing today. Something unique. I know our numbers are not on our side. But there is a dimension of the reality of Christ that Jesus has opened up for us today. He wants to do amazing things in our lives today. He wants to do unique things. He wants to mark us. He wants to mark us. He wants his people. He wants us. Earlier on today, I was um, sitting and I was uh, just waiting on him. And uh, I saw an angel standing down there where the, the table is. There was a tall uh, angel and he had a uh, was wearing white garments, but he had like a hooded garment. He was holding a staff in his hand, and he planted the staff in his ground, in the ground. And then he said, "My name is Freedom, Freedom, Freedom." God wants to do something great, but uh, but this moment, I strongly feel like he wants. There's going to be a download of new language in this session new speech, new ways to engage and see. Because Jesus is, um, is, is God speaking, Hebrews 1, 1, for God when sundry times and divers manners spake in time past to the prophets, has in these last days spoken the Son to us. Jesus is a speaking for the God. So Jesus is the literal vocality of God given to mankind and to all creation. When we see Jesus, we see the speech of God personified. So every single aspect of Christ speaks. Everything. From his tears, his nail towards even his hair, every single thing about him speaks. And the beauty is that he is making us into his image through beholding the glory. And by making us into his image, he is creating within our spirit men, avenues and faculties that speak, that exude the same word. If he is the voice of God personified, he is calling you to become the voice of God personified. Not through just a limited channel of um, preachings or sermons or vocal speaking, but that every single sleeve of your being, the way you move your hand, the way your gestures, who you are, becomes God speaking. As one great um, uh, mystic said, preach the gospel always, and if necessary, use words. Use words. Jesus is God speaking, and he is making us into his image, to his glory, to become the voices of God in this generation. The beauty is uh, Adam, was in the garden and Adam interacted with the voice that walked in the garden when God came down to speak to Adam God came as a voice and he walked in the garden as a voice and by Adam interacting with the voice in the garden there were avenues or parts in Adam's spirit man that began to become also that voice that Adam necessarily didn't need words to express himself but every gesture he did was as a response to the voice he interacted with in the garden. 
So when he fell, this amazing dimension of our spirit meant that it speaks even without words was shut. It died when he fell. But the coming of the second Adam, Jesus, the living Christ, into our souls brought with him the spirit of resurrection. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit shall quicken your mortal bodies. There's a quickening that the Lord is going to do in this place today. Yes. What he wants to do, right, which I strongly feel what he wants to do, he wants to resurrect avenues or realms within our spirit men that fell, that went into a sleeping state when Adam fell. What I'm trying to say is this. You are made in the image of the heavens of heavens, Jesus the living Christ. Meaning your spirit man is vast and great. Bigger than what you think it is. Solomon dedicated the temple. He said, um, You Lord, no heavens can contain you. But in all his humility, he has put himself in you. So if no heaven can contain you, then how vast and big is your spirit man? So there are avenues, there are realms within your spirit man that he wants you to explore together with him, that he wants to bring his light to. And these realms are not just, they're just, they're who you are. Other dimensions of who you are that you have no idea exist. But the spirit is here to teach us that there is a functionality within your spirit, man, that you have not yet seen or touched or realized. And this functionality wants to be flooded with the voice of God. That every part of your spirit, every realm within you speaks. Becomes the voice of God. Becomes God's spokesman. Becomes the word that walked in the garden. Jesus was the word that walked in the garden. And Jesus was the word that walked in Roman occupied Israel. He was the voice of God walking in Israel. There's a statement he says. He says um, in John 14. The works that I do, it is not I who does the works. But it is the Father in me who does the speaking. The works that I do, it is not I who does the works. But it is the Father in me who does the speaking. So he articulates his speaking to his works. He calls his speaking works, his works speaking. So I want you to understand that the workmanship of God is his speaking. But not normal, hey, what's up, hi, how are you doing, speaking. But that your entire being is to become the speech of God expressed to everything around you. Peter writes, These things have been revealed to us, things which the angels desire to look into. So you are a mystery of God to the angelic. You are a scroll of mysteries to the realm of the angels and they desire to look into these things. They desire to read the speech of God that has been lavishly painted or written all over your spirit. Because the only attraction of all of heaven is this ultimate Son of God, Jesus. The Word that became flesh. The Word that is becoming flesh in, your, in you. The Word that is taking its soul in you. The Word that is taking its spirit in you. Every tripartite part of you body, soul, and spirit being enveloped by the word of God. The mandate is 
So when they come to you, right? That image of who they are can only interact with that aspect of your spirit that relates to that image. Even angel of prophecies coming to you or coming to me, to any of us, he's not going to interact with the entire spirit. He's going to interact with the part of your spirit that relates to prophecy. So you have, so you spirit being the house of God is so vast and so huge in the different realms that are ways of interaction of different angels. But not every single angel can tap into other dimensions of your spirit. But here's the thing I want to feel like the Lord wants you to do in terms of downloading languages. Any part of your spirit, man. You know, Paul writes that uh, those who have their who have come into maturity through the exercise of their spiritual senses. Any part of your spiritual sense has an angel that can interact with it. But the thing is that your spiritual senses are not only five, they're vast, they're great. But you are made in the image of the one who has no end, Jesus. Meaning the senses of the spirit man has no end and we are just discovering them. So an angel comes to you, he's going to interact with that part of your spirit man that relates to him, not the whole entire thing. But the interaction as well, there has to be a connection link between you and the angel of interaction. There has to be an establishment of language. So here's what I'm trying to say is, when you speak in tongues, it's not your entire spirit that is speaking in tongues, but it's a faculty of your spirit, a realm of your spirit that is expressing itself or taking dominance of an area. Or maybe you're praying for deliverance. The image of God as a mighty deliverer within your spirit, man, would speak in tongues and not the image of Christ the healer within your spirit, man. Are you making sense? There's a scripture where Jesus speaks something amazing. I'm going to talk about the scripture later on today. Uh, it's in, I think it's Luke 17, if I'm not mistaken, where he was speaking to Martha. Then he says to Martha, do not you believe? No, no, they came to him and they say to him, uh, it wasn't Martha. The Pharisees came to him and asked him a question. They said, in the resurrection, do we marry or not? And then he says a statement. In the resurrection, they neither marry nor give into marriage. But they are equal with the angels, being children of God and children of the resurrection. So meaning when you become a child of God and a child of the resurrection, you become an equal with the angels. When he says a child of the resurrection, he's saying when the same spirit that rose me from the dead comes inside of you. You become a child of your resurrection and you become equal with the angels. But here's what he's saying. He's not talking on a corporate level that the whole, all everybody's going to be equal with the angels. But he's talking on a very individual basis. He's saying you, Brandon, shall be equal with the angels. Mm. Not all of us. You, Brandon, shall be equal with the angels. 
when the spirit of resurrection comes in you, you shall be equal with the angels. So what he's saying, he is showing us something here. That, that your spirit, man, is also a reflection of the entire angelic canopy. Your entire spirit man is a reflection of the entire angelic canopy. That is why I said when an angel comes to you, you will only minister or interact with the aspect of your spirit man that relates to him. Wow. So if you so your spirit man is being being a mirror of the entire angelic canopy, all the nine orders of angels, they are mirrored in your spirit man, meaning every single every part of your spirit man that relates to these nine orders of angels has specific ways of interacting with these different angels let me talk a bit about the seraphim right the seraphim Seraphim, we shall move to Lahiti Yukuma. The Seraphim are the angels that Isaiah saw when he saw the Lord high and lifted up. They're called the fiery ones. For they burn with the love for Jesus. They burn with the love for Jesus. So when he says, You have left your first love, that aspect of your spirit when that relates to the seraphim, that aspect of your spirit when they're supposed to burn with love for him. He's saying that aspect is dying, getting cold. Then there's a cherubim, which are carriers of the glory of God. I want you to notice how all this relates to you. Jesus is looking for lovers. Seraphim are those that burn with love for God. Six-winged angels. And if there's one thing the ministry of the seraphim has taught me, is that they, the seraphim of the highest order of angels, is that gazers 
those who look at the sun have the highest seat in heaven. And those who love him has the highest seat in heaven. It's one thing the Mr. Seraphim has told me, has taught me. You look at the seraphim, they are high and lifted up. And they live in a perpetual place looking at Jesus. Because they look at him, they have the highest position of the angelic canopy. All they do is just look at Jesus and cry holy, holy, and endless holy, holy is the Lord. There's one thing that has taught me is that those who look at the Son will always respond in adoration and worship. That is the result of looking at Him. You look at Him and you just burst forth, Jesus, you're glorious. And looking at Him will cause your heart to burst forth with love for Him. Lovers are gazers and gazers are lovers. And those who look at him love him, and those who love him leave and interact with the seraphim. So there's an aspect of your spirit, man, that relates to the seraphim. And then there's the cherubim, which are the carriers of the glory of God. They carry the glory of God. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Oh, mm. So out of your belly shall burst for the rivers of living water shall burst forth the glory of God. Jesus says, those whom he loved, and those whom he knew, and those whom he foreknew, he predestinated, those whom he predestinated, he called, those whom he called, he justified, those whom he justified, he glorified, meaning he glorified your spirit. I mean, there's an aspect of your spirit, man, that has the glorification of Yeshua that relates to the cherubim, for the cherubim cares of the glory. And in the four living creatures, who are keepers of the revelation of God. These angels are full of eyes. Yes. They know the mysteries of God. If you look in the book of Revelation, it was a, it was a full living creature that revealed the contents of the seven school scroll to John. It was that angel that said to John, come and see. They're full of eyes. Although, why? Because these eyes are eyes to receive the knowledge, the revelations of Yahweh. And what does Jesus Paul prays? I pray that you may be flooded and you may be God. God would give a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. What He's praying for is praying that your spirit man can have capacity to see it as a full living creature see. That his entire spirit man may be flooded with the aspect of sight. And then we go to dominions, which is another part of angels, which relates to the four living creatures. Dominions act as prophets of other angels. They relay God information to other angels. And then we have virtues. From the virtues we have um, the powers. And then we have principalities, archangels and angels. But all these angels, if you will take a side and look at that, all of them reflect a reflection of what your entire spirit man is. So the Bible says all creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. There is a manifestation of sonship in two ways, the lover side and the service side. Both are very integral and important. The service side has to do with men interacting with angels. And sonship is a life of dwelling within the bosom of the ultimate son, Jesus Christ. And sonship is also a 360 degree spectrum of interacting with the angels of every single choir. Because your spirit man was built for that. Because you are made in his image. 
every order of the angels have different specific ways of communicating with you. Every order has different ways of communicating with you. So every order, as it relates to an aspect of your spirit man, is that aspect of your spirit man that communicates to that order of angels. And that aspect of your spirit man has a different way of communicating to that angel. So the Lord wants to bring us into perpetual place of interacting with angels. When Jesus appeared to Nathaniel, in the very first verse, what does he speak of to Nathaniel? He tells them of the reality of the angels. His first conversation with Nathaniel is around the reality of the angels. Go read it, John 1. He says a statement. Verily, verily, you shall see greater things than these angels descending and ascending upon the Son of Man. And yet the church will tell you this. If you talk about angels, it's heresy. Jesus himself, the one whom I serve and follow, introduced the minister of angels to the very first man he ever spoke to, Nathaniel, one of his disciples he ever spoke to. I shall see angels descending and sitting upon the Son of Man. But the Son of Man was the Word of God personified, full of the Word of God. The scroll of God around his treatment was opened and it was bursting forth with these revelations that angels wanted to look into and see. Because they want to be close to him. Because he is a fascination of all creation, Jesus. So God is going to release an avalanche of tons of angels. And I feel like later on today he's going to bring freedom to certain areas and on a subject that I feel like I need to speak on. So right now, I'm going to do a small exercise. small little exercise. No, 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 no. Want you to breathe in? Breathe out. You stand, that's okay. If you want to. Don't feel like standing, it's alright. Breathe in, breathe out. Just relax. Because he is here. The spirit of the living God is here. Just feel comfortable. Just be in that place. Just feel comfortable. Just be at ease and rest. Breathe in and breathe out. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to release tongues of every single order of angels into you. Pentecost came, there was a sound of mighty rushing wind that came to the room and carbon tongues of fire came upon their head. Tongues of fire came upon their head. The word said he makes his angels winds. He makes his angels fire. So when Pentecost came, they came with an avalanche of angels into the room and they were imparting angelic tongues. Jesus, I thank you, precious, precious Holy Spirit. I ask now, by faith, knowing you are here, 
give of all the gifts. Precious Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. Whew. I see a river of fire all over us right now. Father, right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus Christ's name. I break every spirit of muteness. I pray for the locking and the sheathing of our tongues by the person of the Holy Spirit. I pray for new languages right now, Lord. In spirit that raised you from the dead, will you quicken our spirit, man, Lord? America, Ita. Father, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans 8 For those whom he knew he predestinated those whom he predestinated, he called. Those whom he called, he justified. Those whom he justified, he glorified. I pray for glorification. Whoa. Now, Father, I ask. Yes. Wow. Jesus has a destiny for everyone here. And on top of that, he has a destiny for everyone's angel here. What I feel like the Lord wants to do now is that the voice of authority that he has put in you through the incoming of his spirit, he wants you to prophesy to your angels their destiny. So relax, wait. He's faithful and he's real. He is real. He's Jesus. The one who hung on a tree is real. He said, I'm faithful even when you are not. So I hang on his faithfulness. He said, if you ask anything in my will, I will do it. And I know this is his will. So I want you to hold on. Just pause. He's going to release tongues once more. And you're going to begin to prophesy the destiny scroll of your angel. You are your angel's assignment, and he is your assignment. But your angels don't know everything there is to you, though. Certain things he lends as he interacts with you. And certain things of who he is is also dealt from him because those things come to him as you discover your identity in Christ. So in a way, you give your angels an identity as you interact and work with them. Here's the thing I want to tell you. Usually our guiding angels are usually as strong as our spirit man is. And they can only do that which our spirit man can do. That is why Peter, when he's arrested, and he, uh, he appears, the people say it was he's the angel of Peter. 
Because the angel of Peter had the propensity, the knack of doing the thing that Peter does. So God wants to release jewels of information to your angels. Holy Spirit, I thank you. being instilled within our hearts at this moment. See scrolls being shoved within our hearts. I see scrolls being shoved within our hearts. And what's interesting is like we're taking those scrolls and we're opening them. Jesus from you to the angels you are giving them their destiny because what they are assigned to do in your life so what I feel like we need to do we need 
sink inside him and speak and speak and pray and talk in tongues the things he has put in our spirit man this moment just lift your voice in tongues and let the manna be poured out here everything around you because he is the bread the true bread of heaven the manna of manna Jesus Father, I pray for eyes to be opened. I pray for eyes to be opened. I pray for spiritual perception. I pray for eyes to be opened. I pray for eyes to be to be dipped upon your people's eyes. I pray for visions of heaven. I pray that you'd energize our senses that we might see and hear, hear and see, see and hear. I pray for eyes to be opened in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your blood. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus Christ's name. Thank you. Lord, I, I, I thank you. And I pray that you seal up everything you've done by your precious blood. And you would draw us deeper still into you, Jesus. I pray as you have made this reality of the angels real to me, that you make it as real to them as they are, Lord. I pray that you will bring them into a journey of discovery, Jesus. Of discovery, Lord. The vastness and the beauty of your kingdom. I pray, Lord, that we will be wooed and we would respond to the rovings of your spirit to come away with you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that we may be a full bride, perfectly satisfied in your face. I pray, Lord, just as Stephen's face shone instead of an angel, that our faces would shine as those of our angels. I worship you, precious Lamb. And I say unto you, be all the glory and all the honor, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would open up our eyes. You would open up our ears, Lord, that we would hear those secret whispers of the angels. Of our angels, Lord. That we will be able to discern between the voice of the angelic and the voice of the spirit. I pray that truth would guide us and guard us. That you would take us deeper into your truth, Lord. And I pray that you seal everything up that you've done this moment with your precious, precious blood. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah.
whoa. creation. Yes. And all I could yes. see when I entered yes. the drip was the the water and the blood that was from Jesus' sweat in the garden and from his, his eyes on the cross. He cried blood. His tears were mingled with blood. His tears were mingled with blood. His intercession is mingled with blood. A covenant that cannot be reversed. A covenant that cannot be broken. It's love. Whoa, Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. So the chronicles of the cross. Wow. Enter through the tear. Wow. I just release it over you. As I, can't, I can't release it in English, but in the spirit, I release yes. it over you, the Chronicles of the Cross, yes. that each person here through desire would yes. enter much deeper, way, way, way yes. deep, way deep into the cross, into the Chronicles of the Cross, wow. the Chronicles of the Blood of Jesus, the Blood of the Lamb, all wow. the sound of the cross. Wow. It's a sound. It's a sound. His word doesn't return void. It's the blood of the sun is not a common thing because it's a sound that still echoes. It's a sound that still causes all creation to cry. It's the thing that keeps your spirit immovable, deposited, marked. It's the sound that keeps calling back to the Father as the Father calls back to you. And so you are in desire. Wow. In unity of the Son. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, wow. Wow, 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 Jesus. Wow. I saw as the Father and the Son are in will. He created a gateway through the blood. Wow. To speak a better word. Seat in the midst of our temple to be the last sacrifice in the 